Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome back to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Victoria Klein to the show. And before I get her on the line, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her. Victoria is a virtual assistant and creativity yogi for entrepreneurs who are ready to take their online business up three notches while sleeping eight hours a night. Through her no BS blog posts and upcoming eBooks, she's here to show you how to organize and upgrade your business to earn more and work less while making it all feel like eating the world's first calorie-free dessert. Yummy. (laughs) And she's not getting her clients away from their computers. Oh, I'm sorry. When she's not getting her clients away from their computers, she can find, you can find her indulging in adult coloring books, in-depth conversations, and dark chocolate anything. Right on. Uh, Meet your virtual assisting Yoda and get ready to book that spa day you damn well earned. Welcome, Victoria, to the show. Thank you so much. It's awesome to be here. Yes, and I I love your little descriptions in there all about chocolate and desserts and stuff, so I'm getting hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate's pretty much always on my mind, kind of in the back there, like, how can I work chocolate into this? I agree. Yes. If if there's not time for chocolate, there's not time for anything. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm so happy to have you on. I know we recently kind of uh, met through a a Facebook group that we both network in. So I'm so delighted to have you. And I would love for you to be able to share more about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Absolutely. I will try to keep it as brief as possible because I could take up our whole conversation about this. Oh, yeah, for hours, I'm sure, just like me, Absolutely. Too. <laughs> um, my journey has been very winding, full of jumps, jump forwards and fallbacks, and it originally started when I was in high school. Um, I'm an introvert, which is why I love podcasts, mm-hmm. because I, no one's looking at me right now. It's really helpful. <laughs> and uh, very, very shy in high school, Despite being a singer and an actress and all of that, I I came of my own when I'm on the stage, but when I'm behind the scenes, I wanted to be invisible. It was a bit like Marilyn Monroe's. And uh, I very much enjoy the creative expression. Of course, I pursued that as a career after high school. Um, I had some mild success uh, in terms of acting and modeling. And it was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of pressure. Um, I am a tall gal, which is nice, but I'm a bit of a curvy gal as well. So I'm a little too big for the runway and a little too small for just about everything else. So I didn't really fit anyone's niche. Um, Because of my comfort with words and not being seen, uh, I switched over to writing, which is something that I've always enjoyed. My first uh, newsletter article was published in the local paper in my hometown in Indiana when I was six. So I've always had the writing bug, um, had some good success with that too, and wrote two published books, both nonfiction, which was an incredible bucket list thing to check off. Yeah, absolutely. And the the writing was fun, but again, I never quite found my voice in it. 
uh, became tedious instead of fun. So I transitioned to yoga, which is something that I've always done. I've I've been doing it for about 14 years. Mm -hmm. But I transitioned to actually becoming a teacher, which was beautiful and nerve-wracking because now I had to instruct and be incredibly vulnerable. But I found that was an important part of my journey to help push myself out of my comfort zone, trying to explain things to people that they need to understand so they don't get hurt. Um, That was an incredible part of the journey. But in terms of a career, if you're not Catherine Budig or Elena Brower, um, there's not much going on. I mean, it's it's a lot of pounding the pavement. It's it's worse than acting. It's so much harder (laughs) in terms of um, earning a living, frankly. And so... I I was coming to my end of that and was very stressed out because I tried working for other people. I tried working in offices. At the time, I had just, I had been living in Brooklyn and was working for American Media. I was working for Men's Fitness Magazine. And working in an office was just driving me insane. Mm -hmm. It's no fun. Any entrepreneur knows exactly what that caged bear feeling is. (laughs) And so I knew I needed to do something. And I had no idea what the hell to do with myself. So after not being employed for about two months, my husband and I were out eating pizza. And I needed a career that compiled all the random, excuse me, shit that I know how to do. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm one of those Jill of all trades. I have an incredible amount of knowledge, but I have no idea how to direct it. So I thought, well, why don't I just help other people do the things that I know how to do, but they hate to do it? That's what a virtual assistant does. I take the things off your plate that you don't like doing, and I do them instead because I'm quick at it and I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. The the interesting part of my journey that has made it incredibly difficult is that I have, along with being an introvert, I have clinical social anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And this is something that has challenged me from day one. When I first got out of high school, I was in college. And it was incredibly boring. It was so slow. But <laughs> that's, that's what so many people experience when they have such a quick learning pace. And the, the anxiety that you get in high school of, I have to know what to do. I have to have my entire life planned out for me. And I actually went to high school in Connecticut, which, in, as anyone may know, is called the Land of Steady Habits. You get out of high school, you go to college, you buy a house, you have a kid, you get married. You just, you do all of it in a very progressive sequence. And I knew that was exactly what I didn't want. So it was this constant butting of heads that this is what you're supposed to do versus this is what feels natural for you. Mm-hmm. And that sent me into an incredible depression. And I dropped out of college. And I was working at a health insurance company at the time. I had left that job, which I got a full-time offer for, to go to college. So now I had no job, and I wasn't going to college. And because of that stress, the anxiety came out. Mm -hmm. I had panic attacks on a regular basis. I had a very hard time eating. Uh, It kind of destroyed my digestive system entirely. And I couldn't walk out the front door to get the mail. I was terrified to leave the house. And it crippled everything. I mean, that that was the beginning of my journey was hitting rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I thank my own brain for this because I had enough 
intelligence to say, I need help. I can't. I can't live the rest of my life like this, and I can't figure this out on my own. I'm incredibly independent that way. Yeah, I think it's one of those things introverts do. We'll figure it out. And I knew I couldn't. So I found a counselor. I went to counseling, you know, psychological support. I, I believe she was a psychologist. I did end up on medication. I took Lexapro for seven years. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a stepping stone. It was only the beginning for me because I, nobody's goal is to live the rest of their life on pills. I really don't, I don't believe anybody is shooting for that. So uh, it was always my goal to find a way off of them. And that ended up after a whole lot of counseling and a whole lot of dealing with my bullshit because I tell myself some pretty awful stories about myself if I actually want to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I practiced yoga more consistently. And... I had been involved in many other sports in my life. I was a runner. The long legs kind of helped. Um, but I wasn't really great at team sports because I just kind of didn't get it. I think that's another introvert thing. You just, you'll figure it out on your own. You, and your greatest competition is always yourself. Mm-hmm. And so yoga really related to that for me because you can compare yourself to whoever is standing next to you in class. But in the end, you're the one that has to pay for whatever you do when you're standing on your mat. Mm -hmm. You either feel better at the end of class or you feel like crap. Um, When I first started yoga, I was younger. I was very flexible. I could do a lot of crazy things. And I ended up hurting myself. And it was my fault. Mm -hmm. And owning up to that was a lot. It was very empowering. It was very humbling, I guess is kind of the word, you realize that when you screw up, you're really the one that pays for it. So Right. Yes, that is so true. <laughs> yes. You either mind your own stuff and pay attention or you float off in la-la land and you get hurt or, you know, you, you lose a lot of money, you make a mistake, and and you either get trapped by those lessons, which has happened to me many times, or you decide that I'm going to make the best of this and learn what I can and keep going. It, you choose either to be defined by your mistakes or educated by them. Those are your only two options. You can't do both. Mm-hmm. So that I has that. brought yeah. me a long way. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's the nutshell version, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can, I can get more complicated about how my husband leads into it. And he was in the Marine Corps, and that made it harder, and I could have made it deeper. But <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, well, no, I, I so appreciate I've been, like, writing furiously as you're talking, just, like, all these wonderful, juicy things to kind of – I mean, that's amazing. It's And I, I like what you said, that, you know, our, our goal is not to be defined by – whatever is getting in our way. And you Mm -hmm. said it differently. You said something about not wanting to be on medication. Our goal is not to be on medication for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I I think it's so true that we, we have, we find these things that are in our way and, and those of us, and, and I'm an introvert too. And when I say that people are like, what? (laughs) Like I can get up just like you. I'm a, I'm a singer. I'm a performer. I'm a speaker. I can get up on stage and, you know, do just fine. But then I need to go be alone and just mm-hmm. kind of calm down. And, you know, usually people are like, oh, let's go celebrate. You did. I'm like, no, I think I'm going to just go home now. 
I need some time to myself to recharge. And we do. We have, like, there's so many things. Um, I'm the same way, just, like, so many things that I love to do, so many things that I'm really good at. And sometimes it's really difficult to kind of harness in and figure out what to focus on. Um, I certainly have gotten much better at it as I've gotten I don't want to say older. I don't know that age has much to do with it. I think it's the wisdom. And certainly mm-hmm. that comes with age, but <laughs> I just had a birthday not too long ago, so like it's not because I'm older. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can't deny that the more years you invest in something, the more you really start to understand it. I and the know. best investment is yourself because you're stuck with you, so learn to like it or suffer. You know, That's it's just your choice. That is true, absolutely. And I just, but I love the that you were able to share all of that because I know that um, it's it's not always easy. And I just I had just posted not too long ago about um, how grateful I am for all of my guests and how you all just are so willing to come on and be so vulnerable. I just so honor that and appreciate it because. What the world needs is people being able to say, this is where I came from and this is what I have had to overcome because there's so many people out there who I think look at those of us who've made it to the other side or what people perceive as the other side and um, they think that we just you know woke up one day and, and everything was great. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of inner work, to be able to get to where we want to go and where we're meant to be. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. And that's part of the reason that even though I'm an introvert and the things that I share are very vulnerable, the one thing that I would have loved and cherished when I was struggling so much was someone sharing their own story to let me know that I'm human. This is, dare I say, normal. Mm-hmm. We just don't talk about it enough. Right. And especially in the case of entrepreneurs, when we're in a situation where we're sharing our dream, our vision, our passion, whatever you want to call it, we want to help people so deeply. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that doesn't succeed. And it becomes a personal slight instead of, it just didn't work out. Right. And it's it's so easy to take that personal, and I did so many times. Now, if something doesn't work out or people don't sign up as much as I want to, you know, I don't have as many visitors, it's what am I not offering them that they need? Not they don't like me. Obviously, I suck. It's not, <laughs> it's not that. Oh. And it's, it's also accepting the reality that not everybody's going to like you. Um, I've yeah. had so many different versions and incarnations of myself that now I'm glad to have finally basically stripped all those onion layers away and just come down to the weird, quirky version that is me. And it takes, as you say, wisdom and time to get there. I mean, for me, I'm 31, and I feel like I'm way behind the schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for most people to have figured out what I've figured out by 31, is, I consider it a major success. I do, I'm glad I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not 60 trying to figure it out. Right, you know? right. So I have a lot of my life ahead of me and a lot of, of time that I can use to offer to help other people. Mm-hmm. And that's a great success, but that doesn't mean that 
anyone else's journey isn't valid. I've met so many other entrepreneurs who are 50, 60, 70 just starting, Mm -hmm. and what they know and their unique perspective is what is going to make them successful. I would be more than happy to be mentored by an 80-year-old who has only been in business for three years because they're going to have more knowledge than anyone who's been in business for decades because (laughs) your life experience directly impacts your professional experience. Absolutely. And I think that I love what you said about how um, we sometimes take things so personally as entrepreneurs. And I think that that's especially true of the women that I've worked with Um, and just not being able to separate. I work with women who have those big, juicy missions to fulfill. And, um, and it's, it, we can't separate because I'm one of them too, but we can't separate who we are with what we do in our business. It's like all this one big ball of things. And mm-hmm. and I think it's important, like you said, for us to be able to go, okay, this is business, and being able to say, this failure doesn't define me, but what can I learn from it and move on from it? And And it's just, it's such a life lesson as well. So when you talk about even like relationships, like instead of defining yourself by your relationship is, you know, what have I learned from this? If things aren't working, what can I do differently? Um, and it's just, I love it. I love the life lessons that pop up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And a, a professional relationship is no different from a personal relationship. I consider myself to be, while an introvert, if you just ask me a question, I'll open up like a flower and I will explain everything to you. Mm-hmm. So in terms of relationships, I have no problem admitting my husband and I almost got divorced last year. Mm-hmm. And that was an incredibly difficult time. He was in Afghanistan with the Marine Corps. I was back here in the United States on the East Coast. And it was incredibly difficult. All of the issues and things we had ever had, we had been together for about 11 years at the time, all of those issues came to a head. Because mm-hmm. there was nothing else to distract us from it other than mm-hmm. him trying to stay alive, which thankfully he did. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I can pass on the positive news that he's fine. And he and I are still together. But it gave us an opportunity to really look at our dirty laundry and what we're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And we were able to have, you know, some major breakthroughs and success from that. But I can only imagine and I'm glad that I don't have to imagine what would have happened if we hadn't gone through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could still be having the same issues, the same difficulties, the same discomforts and passive aggressiveness and, and all of those kinds of things that happen in professional relationships, too. Yes, they sure do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things you, you've got to be willing to own up to your mess and mm-hmm. say, this is what I have to offer but these are some of my hang-ups. So I hope that we can help each other with that because I'm sure you've got hang-ups, and I hope I can help you with yours because no one steps into a professional relationship sparkly and clean <laughs> and a blank slate because we all got stuff. We do. And then when, when we work together, we choose to share our stuff. We so. do. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes when we even don't realize it, and it's just there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it's not only that it's really good to be at least partially self-aware and mm-hmm. open to constructive feedback. Yeah. For instance, one of my clients told me the other day, she said, you've made me too self-reliant. I want to be addicted to you. 
you need to find a way to make that happen. And I said, oh, my God, I was trying to make everyone as incredibly independent as I am. But the reason they come to me is because they want an incredible amount of support and they don't want to have to think about it or offer much input or anything. They just want me to take the reins and run away with it. So <laughs> it's it's good to know that because you get kind of hesitant when you start those professional relationships. How much do I step in? Right. How much feedback do I offer from my own experience? And how much do I just kind of let them do their own thing? They have mm-hmm. their own rhythm. But that's the reason we hire people. That's the reason we collaborate. We, we co- you know, co-create with other people is because we know that we are just one entity and we don't create in a vacuum. We're creating to help people and we bring other people on because we know we don't have all the answers. Right, right. It's that support piece that I talk about so much that we need that, whether it's um, a VA <laughs> or... Um, whether it's a, a coach, whether it's, you know, just team members. And it doesn't have to always be people that you pay, um, but it it's setting yourself up for success and having the right kind of support around you, and, that, and that's so tremendously important. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons that my, my past businesses didn't succeed very well is I didn't have that network, and I didn't take the time to seek it out. I was not in a lot of Facebook groups. Of course, I was on the Internet, but I was only half aware of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm very conscious. I'm in a mastermind group. I'm connected with another many entrepreneurs that I never would have connected with otherwise mm-hmm. who offer incredible insight, not paying them. They're just fellow entrepreneurs, yeah. and we share and support each other. And I don't care if it sounds pokey. That's what you need. That's what every business needs, even if you're a brick-and-mortar business. Talk to other restaurants. Talk to other shops. That way you understand your market better. No one's stealing from anyone else. Do you have any idea how many VAs there are in the world? (laughs) A lot. A stupid amount of VAs. And it's a new thing. Like, it's just like when I started teaching yoga. Teaching yoga was the thing to do instead of, like, working at a restaurant, Uh which I've done. And so instead of working at a restaurant, you just – get a yoga teacher certification and you just do it for a while. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's awful. This is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same thing with VA work. I welcome all the VAs in the world. If you've got the talent, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But I've met so many VAs that are unprepared yeah. and they're not legally covering their butt. And it's just, it's really scary. It's scary to see yes, people. Yes, I've hired a few of them. <laughs> And they no longer work for me, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want anyone to have to go through those growing pains. Yeah. So many people that I meet are um, VAs supporting VAs, which is beautiful. I know mm-hmm. some fantastic people out there that are doing that, and that's exactly what I don't do mm-hmm. because other people have that mastered. If you want to become a VA and you want to find out how and you want to know how to set it up, I can tell you exactly who to go talk to and right. exactly whose websites to read. Right. I want to help the fellow entrepreneurs who are pulling their hair out, barely <laughs> sleeping, can't remember the last time they went to the gym, don't even remember the last time they cooked something for themselves, and those are the people I want to help uh-huh. because I want them to be feeling fantastic, going on vacation and not looking at their email, 
those are the people I want to help. Even if that VA isn't me, they deserve that kind of support. And I want to do everything I can to help them find that person. And that's great. I, 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 I'm very networked as well. And, um, I, I find myself, cause I, I have two VAs right now. I've kind of gotten to that level. And, um, I have a lot of colleagues and a lot of clients and students who are on that fence. And I remember being there for at least a couple of years going, I, in order to get to the next level, I need to hire someone, but I'm not making enough money yet, and da 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 da, you know. And I I could not live without my support. <laughs> like I just I have one VA who does all the back end for my podcast. Like I, I don't know what I mean. Seriously, I could not do this without her. And mm-hmm. um, it's just amazing what opens up for you when you allow the right support to come in. Um, and whether that's networking or bouncing ideas off colleagues, it's, um, I, I think you're right. You know, as a fellow introvert, I can say that I love to do things on my own. I call it superwoman syndrome where it's like no one can do it as good as me and I'm so good at this and blah, 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 blah. But I don't want to be scheduling my emails and I don't want to be <laughs> doing the back-end stuff. I can do it, and I'd like to do it sometimes, but, oh, my goodness, it's so much busy work when I would rather be on the, you know, talking with people or teaching or on stage or doing those things because I love, like, that stuff that sets me on fire. And so I think that having the right support, and that, that I just had to do that to get around to my point, which is when you find the right support, whatever that looks like, it allows you to do what sets you on fire. And that's what you're here to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's very tempting for any entrepreneur to become attached to doing it themselves because they have a way that they like it to be done we become a little too identified with our methods. Yeah. And we're aware there's probably a better way to do it. There's mm-hmm. probably something more efficient. We don't have time to research it. And if it's your first time hiring someone, using that word, that little four-letter word, hire, is really scary. Yeah. It's, it seems like a massive commitment, and there's the financial impact of how can I afford it, how do I know if I can afford it, Mm-hmm. as well as just taking that leap of introducing someone else into your baby that you've created <laughs> and allowing them to just start mixing things up and just start stirring the pot. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very intimidating. It requires an incredible amount of trust and faith and a few really good legal documents. I just I want to throw yeah. that out there because <laughs> it's very important. And my contract is like eight pages long, and it covers both of our books. Absolutely. Because that's the point. Yes. And, and when I said that I'd hired people on the other end of that spectrum than you, Victoria, mm-hmm. I I was the one who had the legal document. Like, they didn't even come to the table with the document. I'm like, oh, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, so scary. I know. And I, you know, in, in other professions, I've had to do contracts. So I, you know, was able to find something that suited my needs. But now I only work with people who have their own contracts. Mm-hmm. Because, Absolutely. Yeah, because that's part of what needs to happen. Yeah, and it's it's all about just knowing those things. It can mm-hmm. be incredible amount of research. So that's 
I'm releasing two courses next year. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. I can't believe I said that out loud. Now Yay. I'm stuck with it. Now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> and it, it will be a lot about hiring a VA, finding the right person that works for you, how to know if you can afford It's, you know, the whole start to finish of finding a VA, as well as effectively working with them. Once you bring a person on, you're like, great. I have another breathing person that I'm handing money to. What do I do? <laughs> and <laughs> so I don't want anyone to feel like that deer in headlights because it can be overwhelming when you bring someone in, not only logistically but emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cover that aspect of it as well because I see so many questions in the Facebook groups where you and I have had the opportunity to meet on websites, in articles, I've seen, you know, Entrepreneur released an article a month or two ago about how VAs are, like, the secret superpower of startup companies. Mm-hmm. And for, now I feel like superhero, which is awesome. Dun-dun-dun. But the yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get some sort of uniform or something like that. <laughs> and it'll be a great photo shoot, let me tell you. Uh, but the other aspect is that that puts a lot of pressure to find one. And yes, to find and the it, right one. It's when you're first starting out and you don't even necessarily know what a VA is or what a VA does. Um, it's hard to find them. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I'm, it's, what a great service that you're providing. It's hard to find what you don't know you're looking for. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and it's it's a difficult thing to do. Of course, I help people one on one, but. I'm incredibly excited about the idea of offering a course to help people find what they need because I've worked with clients and I've turned away clients that you know from the start this just ain't going to work. You can Mm -hmm. tell from our working relationship. You can tell from their personality, and that's fine. I know there's a VA out there for them, and I want them to be able to find that person. So being able to offer a really easy step-by-step, this is how I know kind of course it will be a lot easier for people to find that person without roaming in the dark and continuing <laughs> to stay up late because they haven't taken that big leap yet. And yeah. it's okay to take, what's the saying, take the big leap, you'll build your wings on the way down. So it, that's that's what a, a great amount of support does, whether it's just a community of support or actually bringing on a person to change your entire business for the better. Right. Absolutely. How wonderful. I'm so I'm so thrilled. I, I think that's such a great service that you're offering. How how can people learn more about your upcoming offerings and about what you do? People are more than welcome. Listen to all of you fabulous people out there. I can only imagine how many people are gonna to listen to this. And uh you can visit my website, VK the VA dot com little catchy thing there. And uh, there's going to be a lot of information on my website. I'm going to be doing a number of informational webinars coming in 2016. So I definitely would love to have you there. I would love your flood of questions because I love answering questions. That's why I came on. And uh, you can, of course, find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, same tag, VK to VA, all across the board. So Come find me, and I'm very excited to help you make 2016 the most badass year you've ever had. Woohoo! Nice. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Victoria, for being on the show. Do you have any um, final kind of tips for people on how they can get out of their own damn way? 
the best way to get out of your own damn way is to pay attention to what you automatically say to yourself in your head. Hmm. Because that automatic tape that you have is affecting your entire life. It's affecting what you eat, how you sleep, the work you do, the friends you have, the love you have, and every action you take. So whatever your recording in your head is, pay attention to it and feel free to fight back against it. Because every time you say something negative to yourself, you are listening. And if you just interrupt that, Anytime you say, well, I don't really need to go to the gym today. I mean, it's it's not like anyone's going to see it anyway. Just stop yourself and say, hey, I deserve this. I'm taking care of myself. I want to be healthy, and I want to be awesome. I'm going to go, and it's going to be worth it. Interrupt yourself. Feel free to talk to yourself. I do it all the time. It's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and people around me are like, did you say I'm like, oh, no, I'm just talking to myself. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's used to it at this point. So <laughs> Yeah, my my son as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well thank you so much, Victoria, for being a guest on the show. I really enjoyed our chat and I'm I'm so excited for your um for your courses to come out this year. Thank you so much. It's been an immense pleasure and I I wish everyone the happiest and healthiest twenty sixteen that they can have. And don't be afraid to take the leap. Absolutely. Great, great tips. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more upcoming episodes of people who've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. What's getting in the way of you embracing your greatness and reaching those big, juicy goals you have in your life or business? Hi, I'm Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer and host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm a master at getting out of my own damn way, and I can teach you how to do it too. Take my free quiz and get on your way to getting out of your own damn way today. Go to creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.